In the first reading today, we hear the famous story of Adam and Eve eating the forbidden fruit from the tree uh, in the Garden of Eden. There is a joke about Adam and Eve couldn't possibly be Cajuns because if they were Cajuns, they would have tossed away the fruit and eaten the snake. That has nothing to do with my homily. I just like that joke. Here's the homily. The homily is about the gospel. You know, the, the Israelites spent 40 years in the desert. They were enslaved in Egypt under the Pharaoh, and then they spent 40 years journeying through the desert. And when they came through to the other side of the desert, they were transformed people. They had gone through a transformation, an entire identity change. They were slaves, and now they're free people, people of the Holy Land, beloved sons and daughters of God the Father. Jesus, in imitating the Israelites 40 years in the desert, spent 40 days in the desert. And he did it for the same reason, so that he can go through a transformational journey to walk through the desert for 40 days and to come out a different person. And indeed, this was before Jesus's public ministry. For the first 30 years of Jesus's life, he was a carpenter, the son of his father, Joseph. He was a carpenter. He entered the desert as a carpenter, and he left the desert, exited the desert as the Messiah, as the Son of God. He went through a transformation in those 40 days in the desert. You and I are in the midst of the 40 days of Lent, and the church is hoping that you go through a journey of transformation. I hope that you chose a penance for Lent. I hope you do well with your penance. But all of that is simply a means to an end. It's only a small part of what we want Lent to be for you. We actually want Lent to be for you nothing less than a transformational journey. We want you to, to travel through the desert of Lent and come out the other side as a different person. And so if I'm right, then perhaps you want to pray at this Mass here on the first Sunday of Lent, you want to pray about what would it look like for me to come out of the desert of Lent a transformed person, an entirely different person than I am now? What part of me needs to be transformed? What identity do I need to take on in order to be all that God is calling me to be? And what identity do I need to, to strip off in order to take on this new identity? Just to get your reflection stirring, I'll give you some examples of what I mean. We could look at our relationship with God, our relationship with ourself, our relationship with others. And of course, this corresponds with the three callings of Lent, prayer, fasting, almsgiving. So first, our relationship with God. Perhaps these 40 days could be a transformation into an intimate relationship with God, an intimate friendship with Christ. Do you have an intimate friendship with God? I know you all believe that God is good and that it is worthy to worship God. I know that because you're here in the pew. But let me ask you again, 
Do you have an intimate relationship with God? And if you do, could you grow in your intimacy with God? Now, if you wanted to grow in your intimacy with any other person, you would have to do so by spending time alone with that person. And the same is true for God. So if we want to grow in intimacy with God, then we are to spend time alone with God during Lent. Extra time alone with God. And some of us find that challenging, as challenging as walking through the desert. When I was very young and a, a seminarian for the Jesuits, in my first few years as a Jesuit, I struggled with the discipline of my daily intimate prayer. I went to Mass every day and I prayed all of the other rituals with my brothers, but I had a hard time being committed to pray every day in silent meditation with God. And one day I was attending an ordination in El Paso and I found myself sitting in a rickety old folding chair on the edge of a desert in El Paso. And I found myself in that hot wind saying to God, I will not let the pillow, I will not let my head hit the pillow again, Lord, until I've prayed every day. And you know, that was a lot of years ago, something like 30 years ago. And my life has changed because of that moment, because of that commitment to pray every single day. I'm a different person. I'm a transformed person. And I have an intimacy with the Lord that I didn't have before because of my fidelity that I promised on that day. Relationship with yourself. Perhaps this is the area of transformation that you're called to this Lent. Somehow transforming your relationship with yourself. The atheist philosopher, the atheist philosopher of all people, Frederick Nietzsche, he said this. He said, when we are alone and quiet, we fear that something will be whispered in our ear. So we curse the quiet and we drug ourselves with social life. He said that in the 19th century. We curse the quiet, we drug ourselves with social life. What does he mean by that? He's saying this thing whispered in our ear is that all of us, every single one of us, are uncomfortable about one or another aspect of ourselves. There's something about myself that I'm uncomfortable with. And what do I do? I run from that reality. I run from that reflection. I run from facing it head on. And I drug myself with social life, with alcohol, with food, or name your pleasure. We all do this. We all run from the hard questions of life and drug ourselves with these little petty pleasures. And that's what the fasting is all about. We're supposed to fast and Lent to strip ourselves bare so that we're left with nothing but ourselves and finally having to face whatever little dark corner we've not faced within ourselves. How about relationship with others? Might that be the area of transformation in your life this Lent? I would recommend that you reflect on perhaps a transformation in your relationship with some particular group that you do not feel comfortable with, or some particular individual or individuals that you don't feel comfortable with. Let me give you a couple of examples. One Lent, I made a commitment to do 
40 gestures of love. And by that, every day, either by text, by phone, or by email, I reached out to someone in my past that I knew would love to hear from me, but that I was not particularly drawn to keep up the friendship. I reached out to 40 different people, and all I said was, hey, I'm just thinking about you, said a prayer for you today, something that simple. But it transformed me into a more loving person. Now I'm reaching out to people, not just people I want to be with, but people that I'm called to love and people who are asking of my love. That's individuals. How about groups? Let me tell you about another Lent. Years and years ago, this wasn't the year of 9-11, but it was a year somewhat similar to 9-11, a year when America was talking a lot about Muslims and about Islam and speaking very negatively about Islam. And I was teaching at our high school in Houston, and most of the kids at our high school, of course, are Catholic. Almost all of them are Christians, but there were a handful, just a handful of Muslims at my Jesuit high school where I taught. And these kids were wonderful kids. And in many ways, by their behaviors, they were far more Christian than some of the professed Christians in the class. And so there was a disconnect between the persons I was interacting, called Muslim, and what I was hearing on television about the Muslims. And so for Lent, I made it a quest to learn about Islam. I got a book called Introduction to, to Islam, as the a book you would get at an at a Introduction to World Religions class. And I read this Introduction to Islam. I really enjoyed the book. I was able to see life, see God through their perspective. But the most striking moment with that book, one day I had to take a flight. And just before I got on the plane, I found myself hiding the book. And then I was deeply ashamed. And then I asked myself, I wonder what it's like to be a Muslim in America today. All of a sudden, I have a transformed love for Muslims. And so here we are in Lent. And Christ is calling you to the desert. And it's far more than about giving up chocolate. It's about transformation, nothing less than transformation. So let's pray in this Mass, here in the early part of Lent, in what ways is God calling me to transformation this Lent?